Dave, Dave Incentis. Just call him RDV. Dave Incentis. RDV. Where are you looking? Is it written there It's somewhere? written at the top there. Right at the top. Ah. Kirsty oh, yeah. McDade and Mr. RDV. Like, un- above the, the numbers. Above yes. the numbers, yeah. So I'm yeah, DV is good. Or Dave Incentis if you're really Can I just game. go like Kirsty and Ross? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> just simplify it right down for myself. Yeah. And um, how do you guys um, know each other? How do we know each other? So we first met a couple of years ago on a, um, a Czech Institute course. Mm. Um, Exercise coach. Yeah. What so is Czech? Czech is a... C-H-E-K? C-H-E-K, yeah. yeah um, is a institute based in California, California founded by Paul Czech, um, that uh, teaches and practices a philosophy based around holistic health and um, exercise physiology, kinesiology. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Paul um, and his, um, I suppose, all of his senior teachers now run courses all around the world in um, holistic health practices, which Kirsty and I are both trained in, yep. um, and also corrective exercise, sports performance, and um, basically what we believe is sort of the the cutting edge when it comes to movement and movement philosophy. Mm. And He sort of managed to marry together spirituality and functionality really, really well. Cool. So he doesn't kind of get stuck in the esoteric too much and he doesn't get stuck in the movement functional patterns too much. He just completely blends it all together. So mm-hmm. he's kind of taught us how to look at a body, be able to watch it move, walk, talk, and then be able to physically, emotionally and spiritually analyse that and then be able to give that person a tailorized program to help them along their way in whichever component they want to focus on at that time. Um, the question is, and you can take this one at a time, um, how did you each come to spirituality just in your own, in your own lives? <laughs> okay, thanks. Um, how did I come to spirituality? I think for me it started off when I was about um, maybe nine or ten. My mum got really, really sick. Um, she got diagnosed with lupus and um, she was, um, came home with all these tablets and was sat there. Um, how, I was helping her pop out all these things in like a morning, noon, afternoon, night kind of. I know, you know, I know those old, ones, yeah. 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 My nan used to have them full. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. so I was trying to fit them in and I couldn't even push the lid down. Mm. There was that many tablets in it. And I said to her, I was like, Mum, surely our bodies are smarter than this, you know, like we're designed to be healthy. We're designed to be like vibrant and living and this just isn't like this isn't going to create that. Mm. And so from there I went on this whole journey of trying to figure out how I could help mum heal herself. As a 10-year-old? Yeah. yeah right. And like trying to find alternative therapies to lupus and mm. she wasn't open to it and I kind of felt like I could fix her. So she was like my biggest coaching teaching lesson Mm -hmm. you know you can't fix anyone and you kind of have to give them the rod rather than the fish yeah um so yeah it started for me pretty early and I've then sort of distanced myself and come back into it um through my teens and my early 20s and then getting back into movement and getting back into kind of like the health industry I was just a bit disappointed with the standard of personal training yeah and so I kind of just seeked out a bit more in life mm-hmm. and luckily for me I fell across the Czech Institute Yeah, and it's the first time in a long time I just really felt home. Mm-hmm. I felt like he was giving me just this raw honest information that had no agenda 
And it was on such a whole spectrum approach. Like he left literally no stone unturned. I have no idea how this man has put in uh, this much manpower into facilitating such a methodology. Like it just blows my mind every time I keep studying with him. Mm-hmm. And the closer and closer you think to you're getting through his courses, he's creating more and more and more. And yeah, it's, um, it's a never ending journey, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's really facilitating that. So yeah, that was kind of. And so what were you doing before you got into the wellness sector? Uh, well, I got into it at about 20. So okay. I've been doing it for a few years now. Okay, not giving anything yeah, away. Yeah. <laughs> doing it for a year. No, well, yeah, 13 yeah, yeah. years. I'm 33, so I've been doing it for 13 years. And mm. before that, just traveling, working at TGI Fridays, mm-hmm. um, like traveling up and down the East Coast. I'm from the UK, so yeah. I just came here on a gap year. Mm. And then got totally stuck, fell in love with the place and didn't <laughs> want to go home. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh. What about you, Ross? How did you come come into it? Uh, so I, well, I, I suppose getting into you spirituality. You were special forces, right? Uh, I was in the military. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I did, I suppose, a branch of special forces. Yeah. What's the spirituality like in the, mil- in yeah, the military? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty out there. Yeah. <laughs> you all well, meditate together? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meditation, yoga. Although it's probably somewhere we should go. Yeah. Um, no, so well, I, I was raised in a very strict Catholic family so um, that I didn't really resonate with. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet half my podcasts start like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a rebellion to that, yeah. that strict dogma of, of Catholicism that, that has a consistency of popping up. In everyone's yeah. story. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It is pretty common. Mm. Um, and also, I suppose, you know, for maybe around that and for a number of other reasons, I was inspired to join the military um, at 17. Um, mm. As soon as I finished year 12, I took off, um, left home, and pretty much that part of my life, so religion, thinking about God, talking about God, all of that stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, And it really wasn't a part of my life for quite a while after that. Um, And then I suppose through, I was lucky to meet some interesting people in the military that had, that were, you know, keen to um, work on their, I suppose, let's call it, you know, personal development, self-development. And then that helped me. And then I, I have always had a drive for that as well. So that sort of started to leading into looking into other religions and um, through my studies in the military, I, I learned Persian Farsi and um, travelled to Iran and spent a fair bit of time learning about um, Middle Eastern culture and Islam. Mm-hmm. And then I went on to university and studied international relations and uh terrorism and international politics and a lot of that is tied in with religion as well so i got to experience and learn a bit more about different religions Mm -hmm. um and that i suppose then led into learning a bit about buddhism um the the parts of buddhism that resonated with me the parts that didn't um and that sort of naturally then evolved to me just wanting to learn more about how the body and um, the mind and everything works, which mm-hmm. then, you know, I suppose similar to Kirsty, that led to that sort of perfect timing, um, finding out about Paul Czech and yeah. the Czech Institute. Uh, and then I actually, I remember one of the first courses or the first course that I did face to face with Paul, um, it was in New South <laughs> Wales. Um, it was one of his holistic health coaching courses. I remember there was one day that I was particularly challenged, like to the point where I pretty much broke down. Um, and it was talking about our soul and how we can communicate with our soul. 
And that just totally punched my belief system in the face. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? We can do this? This, yeah. is, this is a thing? <laughs> um, and, you know, he gave examples and we all did this exercise. And, um, but it just was such a massive shock to my belief system uh, that mm-hmm. I had to, after the class, when everyone walked back to their, their rooms, it was a live-in course, yeah. um, I chased Paul down and said, mate, I was in the military for 10 years. Um, I grew up in a religious family. And this, what you just told us, what we just experienced is scaring the crap out of me. (laughs) (laughs) So we had a good chat and he sort of spoke about his background because he's ex-military as well Mm -hmm. uh, and said that that was quite a common thing because really what got me through my time in the military was believing what you see. Mm. What you see is real. What you don't see doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was as simple as that. And that's what got me through, you know, military deployments, through the hard stuff, the good stuff. Uh, but then obviously beyond that, you know, in the process of evolution um, or evolving myself, I've mm-hmm. had to um, – and, and the Czech Institute's really helped me discover that there's, um, that there's this deeper self and, you know, soul, love, you know, God, um, yeah, yeah. universe. And, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's – Cool. What's, that, what's led to today, yeah. How many times did you serve or did you get deployed? Um, so I deployed four times. Um, I was full time for about 10 years and went part time towards the end there. And I actually went to university and, um, thought that the military side was behind me and then I got asked to go to Afghanistan. So Mm -hmm. I deployed to Afghanistan. That was my last deployment in 2008. And then, um, since then I've pretty, um, pretty much cut most of my ties to the defense force. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was, that was a full on deployment sort of led to a relationship breakdown and a lot of, um, a lot of, you know, just, um, introspection. Uh, mm-hmm. and then sort of from then it's been a hundred percent into the career that I have now, which is health movement, you know, teaching people and coaching people and helping people finding, you know, their one dream and, um, and bettering their, their own lives and their own health. Mm-hmm. And you also get into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I may have done a bit of background stalking before <laughs> yeah. the podcast. <laughs> like, how do you know that? Yeah. Yes, I, I, I've always been into martial arts. I've mm. been practicing some form of martial arts since I was maybe eight or nine. Wow. Um, but currently it's jiu-jitsu and, and um, yeah, and I'm loving it. And what, what kind of belt do you roll around in? Oh, no, I'm, I'm a beginner. I'm a, I'm a white belt. <laughs> Re- so I'm, really? Yeah. Really? I, I've... Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You've got, what, 20 years experience and you want to tell me that you're a white belt? I'm, well, not in jiu-jitsu. So okay. I've, I, um, I started jiu-jitsu when I was traveling through Brazil um, mm-hmm. and then I've sort of just come back and forth into it. But um, no, it's I've... I, What's the one you've got I, the most experience in then? Um, Krav Maga, I've spent a fair bit of time. I don't even know what that is. Uh, so the um, Israeli self-defense system. It's right. not technically a martial art. There's no forms or carters or sort of backbone to it. It's mm-hmm. very much just how to survive on, in a street fight situation. Yeah. So yeah. it's very real and dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Muay Thai, I spent a number of years training in and yeah, went right. to Thailand a few times. And So you got you got no feeling in your shins? Yeah, exactly. I've got, I've, got, I've got some interesting lumps and, and colours and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I always th- thought it looks like a good idea. It looks like good fun until someone flicks you in the shin and you writhe in pain. And I'm mm. like, Why, how, can they, how can you do this? Why would you do this? I think, um, and, and that's what I like about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is there's mm. a little bit more ability to maintain it as we, as we age. Yeah. Um, I think Muay Thai is, is a game for teenagers and 20-year-olds and, yeah. and then leave it behind you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So, um, 
so so you guys met in California, is that right, or in, in no, Sydney? No, we met in Melbourne. Yeah, actually. it was a course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and actually, even in our course, we didn't really talk. Not for any other reason other than we were at other ends of the classroom, and we got partnered up with different people. And then it was our good friend, Neil, that actually set us up afterwards in like a group of us to go over the content and to mm-hmm. kind of revise. And then Neil and, and then Neil didn't show up one day. Um, and Ross and I ended up having just an amazing um, session and just kind of suddenly we had just got all this content down and we were just... It was like verbal diarrhea for the whole session, wasn't it? It was just like, bing, 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 bing. I remember, I'll remember one day we spoke about our each of our visions for mm. what, where we want to go with, um, you know, I suppose our career and our, our business life. And, and life, and they pretty much matched to, you know. Like verbatim, word yeah. for word. And at the end of that, we went, okay, so it looks like we have to do this together then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So well, let's chat, chat about Be Alive Retreats then. That's Is that your your baby initially? Um, your... It's ours, but yeah, um, I was actually in a meditation at the beginning of the year, uh, last year actually, yeah, it was around year. this time last year, mm. and I was just shown this retreat in Bali and kind of saw all the details of it and came out of the meditation and straight away called Ross. Yeah, right. And I was like, Ross, go! Yeah, and I was so excited. I, 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 <laughs> that happens from time to time. And so I called him and he was like, Kirsty, I'm not too sure. Like, we're really busy at the moment. Uh, and I was like, no, no way. And like, kind of gave him a bit more of what I saw. And after about two minutes, he was like, yep, I'm in. Fine. Uh-huh. So we then, yeah, booked it and went to Bali last year to mm-hmm. source out locations and stuff. Yeah. And I've been doing a bit of hunting around and setting up meetings before we went. And I almost um, gave up on it because it just couldn't find um, the location that I'd seen um, in this meditation. So I was kind of searching, searching and getting a bit kind of, um, what's the right word, deflated about it. And then I was like, oh, I'll just try this one last one. And then again, I was like, wow. I was like, that's it. That's what I saw. And you know, (laughs) Bali websites. Like you're never entirely sure what you're looking at is the right thing. Mm. Um, So we set up a meeting with them and we went to see it. And yeah, it's it's like the secret garden. Yeah, right. Uh, So it's over two hectares Mm -hmm. with like four different buildings. So it creates quite a lot of space for people to, you know, be able to have their distance if they want. Yeah. But a lot of communal areas to be able to then come together to heal and grow, you know. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, so yeah. how, how long is the retreat's length to go for? Seven days, six cool. nights. Yeah, cool. And it's a holistic living style retreat. So that was the other component of it for quite a while. I'd sort of wanted to do a retreat myself mm-hmm. and they were all yoga retreats, fitness, surfing. It all kind of specialised in one domain yeah um which sort of as you're hearing through like the czech institute isn't really what i teach or we've been taught Mm. um and so i wanted to be able to go somewhere that would help me in all of my buckets kind of progress in each of them wherever i was at the time Mm -hmm. and i just couldn't find it and i my perspective at the time was if i was to go and do 40 hours of yoga in one week how is that maintainable for me to then bring back into Mm -hmm. my life yeah um, so that was sort of, again, the premise behind then why I wanted to do like a holistic living and have a little bit of each bucket within the retreat to kind of make it maintainable and achievable for yeah. people to 
make a life back home. Bring bring back home. Yeah. yeah. yeah so for what sure. what is what do you get into over there? Do you want to give an outline of what you guys do? Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, as as Kirsty said, where it's not um, the retreat isn't focusing on just one existence or one aspect of um, you know balanced living. It's trying to bring it all together. So mm-hmm. obviously, food plays a big part. Um, so we talk about you know nutrition, but then also how to you know some of the practicalities around that. You know mm-hmm. how to cook the right foods, how to make it real instead of just knowing the science mm-hmm. behind it. And what's the right food for you, rather than us telling you what works for us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's very, very tailorized, um, and working out for the individual and asking them certain questions around how they react to different meditations to different exercise to different foods Mm -hmm. to give them a really tailored experience because that's what life is right yeah i can't really give you a recipe to any of these things and say this is what works for me it's 100 percent going to work for you yeah it's about figuring out what's inside that person and Mm -hmm. helping them and that's where i think a setting like what we've got in bali is a really powerful way of achieving that because Mm -hmm. back home you know we both work with uh, kirsten and i both work with you know, with clients, you know, one-on-one and group environment. Where's back home? Oh, sorry, but back home from from Bali. Okay, right, right, sorry. right. <laughs> I've, I've put myself in Bali and yeah, now right, I've looked right. back to myself back Sorry, in folks, Bali. we're in Bali. <laughs> Go back to the tropical setting. <laughs> right. um, yeah, so, and that, uh, I suppose the beauty of being in, in a place like Bali and where we're all living in and getting to experience this on a daily basis, mm. we can actually delve into uh, people's unique situations and their unique um, way of you know viewing food or um uh of their belief uh, ex- systems yeah their, their belief traumas, system. like everything yeah exactly so you teach them meditation as well yoga mm. some yoga so stuff start each exercise. day with meditation yeah then we move into like a yoga session mm-hmm. before brekkie yeah and then we have a workshop followed by fitness session like mm-hmm. nothing's compulsory people can pick it apart and do the things that kind of sing to them yeah and then a bit of a some time off to lounge by this got like five each villa's got like a private pool yeah and there's a um another lap pool there as well cool. um with like meditation platforms all along the river that runs down the bottom of the um resort as well um so they can take some time out to kind of read a book or go for a walk or just chill whatever yeah Coming back in the afternoon for another workshop um, and then some yin yoga before dinner. My favorite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then... And it's really like, say, for example, the, the yoga aspect of it. I think we've, we've, we're going to be practicing a few different types of yoga and it's mm. not, like Kirsty said earlier, it's not a yoga retreat so we won't be doing yoga multiple times every day. Mm. Um, we'll be meditating every day because we believe that having some form of mindfulness practice practice on a daily basis is really powerful as a tool to bring back mm-hmm. home for these people, mm-hmm. for the participants. But um, but really it's about giving them a taste of some of the benefits of different styles of yoga, some of the benefits yeah. of different styles of, of more yang um, exercise. Yeah. Um, strength training, you know, cardiovascular training, doing some more flow type movement. Yeah. Um, and really allowing people to explore different types of movement, different types of meditation, um, you know, be it Tai Chi or Qigong or, or just traditional, you know, seated meditation or yeah. still meditation. 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 <laughs> I like to flip into a French accent every yeah. time. Come to the retreat for more of that. Yeah. <laughs> 
And it was, it was kind of cool because a lot of my clients were asking me to just come and live at their house to try and help them. Asking sort you of, to live at their house? Yeah, yeah they right, were just yeah. like, Kirsty, can't you just come and just do this for me and show me how to do it? <laughs> and like, how do you cook all these things? And what do you do here? And how do you like, you know, just how do you facilitate this? Yeah. Um, so then to do this retreat, to actually be able to be with the participants for 24 or 7, mm-hmm. really, unless I'm sleeping and I wouldn't wake me up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, it kind of allows for that in-house experience where you have us for, if you've got any questions or you just want to have a chat, kind of like what we're doing, like just hashing out life. Yeah. That's when you can really get under the covers for somebody and mm. make shifts and make last lo- like long-lasting changes for people. Yeah, because they can't hide um, their dirty secrets for, for more than a for them t- <laughs> few days, right? <laughs> yeah, well, people end up relaxing and yes. opening up and then wanting, like people choose something like this because they're looking for something or they're mm. wanting to create the next stage for themselves. Yeah. Um, so they want to share. They want to, like, people don't want this stuff with inside them. They want to get to the next stage. They want to feel peaceful inside. They want to be content. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of what everyone's after, right? At the sure, end of the absolutely, day. yeah. Um, so to be able to facilitate a powerful concoction like that, I think, mm-hmm. it, yeah. We've got... Um, a kinesiologist that's coming along with us as well. And who's that? Her name is Sharon Tal. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an Israeli powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is clairvoyant and psychic and kinesiologist and kinetics, NAET, like her list goes on and on and on. Yeah. Um, and so where Ross and I can do sort of like the grounding work and um, facilitate a lot of that, We've brought her along to be able to essentially take the roof off it. Yeah. Um, so in my experience of Sharon, um, I've had things like anyone sort of come up for me and, you know, traumas throughout my life, past and present, mm-hmm. that somehow, I still haven't quite figured out how she does this, <laughs> um, she taps on various chakras and basically releases it mm-hmm. um, and the shifts that I felt within myself have been very, very profound. Mm-hmm. And the shift in my reality um, and my perception of myself and the world and da-da-da-da-da yeah. um, has been quite changed through this experience with her. Cool. So we wanted to bring her along um, to create that for others with us as well. Yeah. And there's one more secret team member, is there? Who's mm, this? That's Caroline. So she's the... Um, Ross and I are big advocates of not doing things that we're not experts at if we're trying to teach others so we're Mm -hmm. very quick to refer out if we think it's outside our expertise yeah and um although ross's hamstrings are very flexible (laughs) maybe he can touch his toes i'm not sure um both of us really love yoga but it's definitely not our expertise so she'll be facilitating the yoga classes cool yeah and ross actually um found her while we were in bali last year yeah and um, we did a couple of her classes and then went out with her and asked her if she wanted to do it cool. she's a standout um, yeah, yoga instructor all you need to do is sit in the room with her for you know five minutes of a class and you can tell that you know she's just got that natural gift yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. cool yeah so when is this retreat 17th to the 23rd of june yeah, one so month. it's actually very soon yeah ne- next one month, month. Next mm-hmm. month. Right. Is it all sold out yet? Have got tickets? Uh, we've got a couple got of a couple places of left. left. Yeah. A mm-hmm. couple of places yet are left. And we've also um, got uh, round two in um, September. What are the dates for September? Do you know? 7th to the 13th. 7th to the 13th. 
and yeah. that's the the same retreat again, but the fresh crew. Exactly. Mm. Cool. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. And we go to what website to find that information? BeAliveRetreats.com. BeAliveRetreats.com. Yeah. Easy. Awesome. And what about socials? Same, BeAliveRetreats. At BeAliveRetreats? At BeAliveRetreats. Cool. And you, both you guys, you don't want to be followed or you want to be followed? <laughs> Kirsty McDade. And I don't even know what my – I'm really bad You're with Ross social media. Fit, my business is RossFit Personal Training. You're laying but I, low. Yeah. But I have no clue what my Instagram is. RossFit Personal Training? RossFit Personal Training, yeah. Okay, so cool. my business is based in Port Melbourne and Kirsty's is in Brighton. Brighton East. Brighton. And you're both fitness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a bit of a tongue twister. We've um, decided to – rename it and what do you call yourself now health and movement specialist because the, <laughs> the the um and you're something similar aren't you yeah holistic exercise and lifestyle coach <laughs> it's a bit of a tongue twister but neither of us resonated with personal trainer anymore yeah unfortunately it has a bit yeah. of a stigma yeah, in, it does. Um, in australia and we didn't feel like it i blame of... the biggest loser for that just yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i'll, I'll yeah. agree with you on that, Pay that out. <laughs> yeah. for sure yeah so we decided to rebrand ourselves cool yeah and you just see which one which name works best and then who, who have, yeah. <laughs> just exactly. take, yeah, yeah. Take that name. there's a bit of market research going yeah. on for sure i think it's a, an evolving industry so i think yeah, where are uh, i think you know give it 10 years and everyone will be calling themselves health and movement coaches or <laughs> yeah, holistic yeah, yeah. health and exercise yeah, I think we and might have, have to yeah. find a shorter one than that yeah <laughs> the acronym yeah yeah. Mm, yeah cool so um what just out of curiosity what um current meditation flavors are you guys into practicing at the moment uh well as we were talking um before we started um i'm a big fan of dr joe dispenza mm-hmm. um so i do a lot of his work um i've been following him for a little bit and do you I want have... to give that spiel about him again before but again because it's not recorded so who is yeah who is he um he is a chiropractor mm-hmm. and he had an accident on his bike he was doing a race And, um, he went from like the track out onto the street and a ute, um, basically cleaned him up on his bike, Mm. um, in short. And he ended up in hospital in his back and the doctors said to him, you're never going to be able to walk again. You're going to have to have surgery just to be able to sit comfortably. You have to have rods all up your back and all the rest of it. And he said, no, I don't want that. Um, and he then proceeded to go into, and he... He was spiritual before um, and he did meditations before, but not like this. Uh And um, something came to him, you know, his spirit spoke to him and told him to do this. And so he meditated and I might have got the numbers wrong, but I believe it was about two hours in the morning and two hours at night. And um, he basically spoke to spirit and said, if this works, I will dedicate the rest of my life to researching quantum physics and to putting it out to the world. And within nine weeks, he'd healed himself. Whoa. And he now travels the world spreading that. But he does it in a, for me, like as uh, he does it in a way where he actually backs it up with a lot of science as well, which I think is really important for people to be able to see. Um, You know, we're very much, as Ross said, a lot of us are kind of stuck in the what we can see. (coughs) Yeah. Um, So he attaches people up um, so you can actually see the movement of um, the brain waves. Yeah. So when you drop into his the meditations that he facilitates, he has people that have been doing it for a while and then he shows the difference with other people. But you can see it right in front, um, the actual shifts that people get straight away yeah. and the experiences that people um, 
receive, yeah, from these um, manifestations that he um, advocates for are just like, they're really cool. They get me so excited. Um, this lady the other day was saying how she'd gone into a meditation and she, um, of his manifestation work, and she was in a bit of financial difficulty. And so she'd asked for, you know, for that to be okay. And um, he talks about how if you're somebody that always um, thinks that you're lacking in life, um, then you're always going to be lacking. And so to try to feel the abundance and to try to flip that word um, within yourself. And so she, on her way home, she was like, no, I'm not lacking. I'm, you know, like she was trying to do all the work for herself. Mm-hmm. I'm abundant. Well, if I'm abundant, I'd go buy a lottery ticket. So she went and she bought a lottery ticket and she forgot about it and she went and bought a pizza on her way home and it was stuck to the bottom of the pizza box. And so she went inside and um, put the pizza box down and her husband flipped it over and then, you know, as I'm sure you can tell, she won. But she won the exact amount of her debt. Yeah, right. And it was like 52 grand or something like that. Yeah. And so now she jokes and says, now I'm going to ask for what I need and more. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's quite profound. He... um, he kind of just makes shifts in the brain of how people think and traps them back into a really nice heart space. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cool. And you just practice these meditations then? Yes. Yes. And yourself, yeah. Ross, about the same? Or? Uh, I, I love Joe Dispenza's work. He's mm-hmm. just amazing. Um, in fact, we were talking about hopefully seeing him later this year when mm, he's in, in Australia. October. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, it, it changes. Um, I'm definitely uh, I'm able to more effectively um, get into a deeper meditative state when I'm moving. So yeah. I do some form of effectively like a qigong style of meditation, so movement meditation. Yeah. Uh, lately, I've been um, getting deeper into the Wim Hof um, stuff. So I don't know if anyone's heard of Wim yeah, Hof. Yeah, I've, I've had someone, an expert on Wim Hof on here before as well, uh, yeah. Um, Dan oh, yeah. was at David. David. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, as I was saying on the phone, I think we were at that event together. Yeah, but we didn't so. meet. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! There you go. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I'm, you know, just finding I'm getting really amazing um, results from just the, the meditative state that I get into while I'm, you know, in an ice bath mm-hmm. or having a cold shower. It's, yeah, yeah. It's phenomenal. It's crazy, huh? Yeah, mm. it, it just forces you out of, you know, out of that busy mind. It's just... You've got nowhere else to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. And I, th- I feel it, it's really good. It really centers the energy as well in your body as well. Just, to, mm. yeah, I don't know what, what's going on there, but it feels good for the next few days after it. You feel more intuitive and more, more yeah, vital, absolutely. I suppose. So it's really good. Yep, for yeah. sure. I think it's nice to have a few feathers in your bag for yeah. like the undulations of life. Like if you're having a really crazy day and that seated meditation can be a really difficult space to step into. Mm. So going into Qigong or ice baths where you're sort of like easing the movement out of you or forcing it with the ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's kind of nice to have, for me anyway, not like a fixed thing that I have to do. It's like check in, how am I feeling? What do I think is going to work best? Yeah. today so even if that's just like a slow walk around the block yeah that's uh, cool know, yeah so before we wrap it up um is there any wisdoms or you know inspirational not to say inspirational quotes but like anything <laughs> that in, inspires you personally that whenever you're having a not great day that you just remember this one thing and you're like oh that's right and brings you back into a good place that you can share with everyone this probably isn't one that's well, this has actually only been one with me for the last week, but it's been so powerful um, and inspiring that it's probably worth mentioning. 
Um, and who knows, it might still be, you know, the one in a year's time from now for me. Yeah. But um, it's from Aubrey Marcus uh, from his one of his new book or his new book, um, Own the Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks about in the book um, living each day as you wish your life to be. So basically make your day a replication of, you know, your vision for your life yeah. and start that um, with the correct tone or the tone that you want to set for the rest of the day. Yeah. But effectively just back to that line, own the day. Let it be how you want to live your life. Cool. Very good. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think maybe from, I mean, just because it's so um, primed in my mind from the Wim Hof um, event. And he was saying how if you face the easy things in life, then life will be hard. And if you face the hard things in life, then life will be easy. Yeah. And mm. it's really kind of strung true for me. It's facing those hard things with a softness yeah. in your heart for yourself um, has just yeah allowed me to step through some challenges with a lot more ease mm. not necessarily grace but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that is so true though that line yeah. that Wim Hof you know quote is just phenomenal you know if you start the day I don't actually think tackling... it was Wim it was one of David's friends actually oh, that actually it? I apologize to whomever okay. you are but um, <laughs> I can't remember his name well whoever it was it, yeah it's, but it's no it wasn't line. from Wim yeah, it is a good is a is a good quote too because if you're not if you're trying yeah. to avoid the hard things, then life's going to get harder. Yeah, I think yeah. we're all quite used to being comfortable um, yeah. in the developed world that we live in, mm. and to push yourself out into that uncomfortable space is where the magic happens, right? Yeah, so, yeah, and um, that's where the growth is. Yeah. So thank you very much for coming and having a chat with me today. Thanks for having thank us. Thank you very much. For and having us, best yeah. of luck with your retreats and thank you. everything else you got going on. Thanks so much. Cheers. Thank you.